Today's New Testament lesson is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 39 to 45. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is the word of God, for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for reading our scripture. Friends, this is week three of our sermon series, The Family Tree. As we look at the prophecy of Jesus, we began week one with the genealogy of Jesus, where we discovered Jesus, much like us, his family has a collection of many people. We also realized in week one that we too are part of Jesus's family tree as we discovered that we are part of the 42. Week two, the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and told her that she has found favor with God and that she is blessed and the child she will bear is blessed. Mary asked, how could this happen to me? How would this be? How could this be? And the angel of the Lord said, Mary, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you and you will give birth to the Savior of the world. And tonight, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will continue in the book of Luke as we will discover and explore the visit. Let us pray. Gracious God, Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. God, I just thank you so much for allowing me to be your messenger. Holy Spirit, rise up within me. Preach and teach your word tonight. Not my will, but your will be done. Everyone that's listening under the sound of my voice, Holy Spirit, do what you will. Stir them up set them on fire, put feet, put fire up under their feet. Have them confused, have them to concentrate. Whatever it is, maybe they'll be inquisitive, but whatever's your will, God, we will be obedient and trust you. So Holy Spirit, take over, move me out of the way and have your way. Speak, Lord, speak, Lord, for we, your servants, are listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Tonight we pick up with Mary. She's just received good news from the angel Gabriel and she is so excited that, oh, she is going to be the mother of the Lord. 
But something amazing happens. Mary is not caught into herself. I mean, she just got this amazing news that she is going to be the mother of Jesus. You know, she could have went into a prideful state and just, you know, been all about herself. But no, Mary was just so excited for the news that she heard about her aunt, Elizabeth. You see, the angel of the Lord told her, go and see your Aunt Elizabeth in her old age, she is with child. There is something about hearing and seeing. When you hear something, it becomes a thought, an idea, and maybe even a possibility. But yet when you hear something and you see it, it becomes a reality. So here we have Mary in a haste, not to be in a rush, but she's on a mission and she's being obedient to see the power of God at hand. So here we have two mothers, both blessed by God. Both mothers are bearing sons who will change the world, and one son would not only change the world, but save the world. Elizabeth's son, John, will prepare the way for Jesus, and Mary's son, Jesus, will save us. Both of these two women, one old, one young, both of these two women at one point in their lives have been looked down upon, first of all, because they are women, and secondly, because they both are either in or were in shameful situations. Here's Mary, an unmarried, pregnant woman. And then there's Elizabeth, who was an old married woman without children. This is the one and only few times in scripture that a dialogue happens between two women and it's recorded in scripture. So that tells us that this must be important. Something amazing happens. Here's Mary in her haste and she arrives at Elizabeth's house. Knock, knock, knock. And Elizabeth greets Mary with honor. Now, I want you to understand something. You're probably saying, well, of course, she would open the door for Mary. Mary is the mother of the Lord. But what you have to understand in those times, you were the company that you kept. When the people in the community, if they would have saw Mary, this unmarried, pregnant woman, come into Elizabeth's house, who now is no longer in disgrace. She is respected by her peers because she's an older married woman who is pregnant. So now Elizabeth's status has changed. Yet Elizabeth does not turn Mary away because Elizabeth knows how it feels to live a life in shame and exclusion. Elizabeth understands how it is when the townspeople look on you, they look down at you and they talk about you. Elizabeth understands what it feels like to be left out. So what does Elizabeth do? She welcomes Mary with open arms into her home, 
Church, always treat people the way you want to be treated. All Elizabeth ever wanted was to be accepted and included with the other women in the town. And because of that, Elizabeth understood to show compassion on Mary. There is something amazing here. See, this meeting, you think it's about the two mothers meeting each other. But the meeting is bigger than just the two moms meeting. It's also about the two children who are in the womb. And yet when they meet, amazing things begin to happen. First of all, in this scene, we see how kingdom reversal brings joy. So let me tell you what I mean. Here is Elizabeth, an elder. Mary is young. Traditionally, Mary would pay honor to Elizabeth because Elizabeth is the elder. But scripture tells us that Elizabeth is filled with joy and she shows honor and respect to Mary. Then also something else happens. Now John is older than Jesus in the womb. Elizabeth is father alone in her pregnancy. But here is the older jumping for joy and showing honor to the younger who later through scripture and through life, the younger will be the greatest and the older will serve the younger. Woo! Kingdom reversal. And also something else amazing happens. Scripture tells us that when Mary steps in and says, hello, auntie. Scripture says that the baby in Elizabeth's womb jumps. It jumps for joy. Remember what the angel said to Zechariah in Luke 1 and 15, he says, before even his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at this prophecy playing itself out. The Holy Spirit is already working within the womb. Ooh, if that doesn't give you joy, I don't know what will. Scripture tells us when John hears the greeting of Mary, he leaps in the womb because at that moment, John begins his ministry. He knows and he realizes through the Holy Spirit that is already in John in the womb, he realizes that I am in the presence of the one who is coming, the Messiah, the anointed one who will make all things right, the one who will save the world from sin and death. And what do I do? I jump for joy. Every time I read this scripture, it gives me so much joy. It reminds me of my pregnancy and delivery of my baby boy. Zach and I had already chosen a name for our son. He said, Toy, 
we're no longer going to have D's in the family. See, we have a destiny and a dynasty. He was like, no, the boy has to have Zach somewhere. So at that point in my life, church, I'm changing and I'm trying to be spiritual. So I go to the Bible to find a name and I said, Zachariah. He said, okay, Zachariah, but spell it with a K. I said, okay, Z-A-C-K. I said, I got you. Zachariah is. Well, one Sunday doing worship, I'm sitting in the sanctuary and Reverend Jones preaches the story of Zacchaeus. And it's in this moment, Reverend Jones looks up and she says, Jesus looked up in the tree and said, Zacchaeus, come down. And as soon as she said that immediately, my son begins to leap and jump and do all type of things in my stomach. I lay my hand on my stomach and I say, Zacchaeus shall be your name. Little did I know that that moment began a spiritual connection between Zacchaeus and Reverend Jones. Several months later, I'm in labor and the doctor's getting concerned because they've induced my labor. It's been over nine hours. I'm still one centimeter. The doctor is concerned. He's talking about we may have to do a C-section. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Reverend Jones says, I'll be there shortly. She arrives within the 11th hour because they said if he is not here in 12 hours, we will do a C-section. The 11th hour, she comes in, she rubs my arm and she says, Zacchaeus, it's time to come on out. Five minutes later, the doctors come in. He says, let's get ready. This woman's ready to deliver a baby. I don't know how she went from one to nine, but it's time. <laughs> it's something about a spiritual connection. And this is what takes place in the womb of Elizabeth and Mary. And what's wonderful about the spirit of joy is contagious. Now, not only does the baby jump with joy, but scripture says that Mary, when she blesses Elizabeth, when Mary's in Elizabeth's presence, she brings the light of Christ to Elizabeth. So while Mary is there, now Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says she makes a loud noise filled with joy. Have you ever been around someone with the Holy Spirit all over them? You know those people, when you're in their presence, you feel different when you leave them. When you're in their presence, you feel like you've been in the presence of God. But something happens here. See, Mary, she steps in, she doesn't really talk, and she blesses Elizabeth, and the baby in her womb blesses the baby in Elizabeth's womb. But then the scene shifts. Because now, 
Instead of Elizabeth being caught up in herself, she's an old woman, she's past giving childbirth age, yet she's pregnant, her child is older, the Lord said he would be great. She could have been wrapped up in herself, but she wasn't. Instead, she confirms to Mary exactly what Gabriel said. This is so powerful. Mary hasn't told her anything about her baby, okay? And Elizabeth says, whoo, what have I done to find comfort in the mother of the Lord being in my house? You are blessed and that baby that you have in your womb is blessed. You see, through the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth understands, unlike her husband, who was filled with doubt, and unlike Mary's future husband, who I'm sure is confused, Elizabeth understands that this is the mother of the Lord. I am sure that Mary found comfort in knowing that, whew, I'm not crazy after all. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody in my family understands me. There's somebody in my family that utterly understands and believes in the power of God. Someone in my family, even when it doesn't make sense, they support me. Here, Elizabeth not only blesses her as the mother of the Lord, but she also blesses her for her faithfulness. She says, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Here, Mary is praised for her faithfulness to God. See, Elizabeth knows firsthand the power of God. Elizabeth knows that God took me, an old woman who was bearing a disgrace in society, people laughing at me, excluding me, yet God, through faithfulness, God was faithful to my husband. He sent the angel and told the angel told him that we would bear a child and here I am now, I'm pregnant with a child when everybody else gave up on me. God gave me what I prayed for. So Elizabeth knew that if God did it for me, oh baby, bless you Mary. I know what God would do for Mary. So remember in the beginning, Mary heard the word from the angel. She takes haste and she goes to see for herself. Because you know how it is. When somebody tells you something, sometimes when you hear stuff, you can't believe it. And then sometimes when you see stuff, you still don't believe it. But she heard and then she saw. Hearing plus seeing, and you've got to add believing, equals revelation. Not only 
did she hear the word of the Lord. But Mary saw the word of the Lord in action. Not only in herself, church, but in her cousin, her aunt. She saw it. And she believed it. And we'll learn next week how she ponders it in her heart. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. You heard, you heard what God said to you. You have seen the power of God operating not only in your life, but in those around you. Yet and still when it comes to you, when God promises you a miracle, when God tells you I can do the impossible, you lack belief. You've seen it, you've heard it. Now I challenge you tonight to believe it. And God will reveal it to you. What do you have to lose? Believe that God would do whatever God said God would do in your life. Mary did it, and look what happened. Jesus, in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, let the church say amen.